Hello, hello, and welcome to another two network match report in the Adam. Finished in St James's Park, it's finished in Newcastle United 0, West Ham 3. It's been an absolutely awful day. It was an awful game. Um, the atmosphere in the ground I thought was really awful, and for whatever reason, you know, this this defensive solidity that's sort of been the hallmark of our 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 previous four game unbeaten run, three wins and a draw, just completely went out the window today. Um against a side West Ham who absolutely have um these kinds of results in their locker. But you know, as much as West Ham can very, very easily score three or sometimes four, like they can so easily go the other way and, and, and be a team that can very easily concede three or four. They're so inconsistent, they're so up and down West Ham and unfortunately for us today, the better West Ham team uh, turned up and, and were clinical. I've got to say that West Ham fully deserved the three points. They just took their chances. I mean, we'd seen in previous... Uh, wins, you know, if you look at Watford, you know, Watford wasted a hatful of chances in the first half before we came out in the second half and, you know, st you know, stole the game basically with a 1-0. Um, you look at the Bournemouth game and Bournemouth were guilty of missing a lot of chances as well. So you've got to say at home, you know, we... We have been guilty of of you know opening the door to to these chances, and it's only through that you know the other team not being able to be clinical and prolific in terms of finishing those chances that we've gifted them that you know the last few games have been positive for us now against Burnley, different sort of um different sort of game in the fact that. Um, away games have a different feel in terms of atmosphere. Away games have uh, <clears throat> different feel in terms of um, you know you'd expect to concede more chances away from home, and the home game home team dominated, which they sort of did. But I thought <clears throat> I thought today there was just this air of expectation in the ground that it was never meant. I, I don't think our home fans were ready for a tough fixture and kind of forgetting that that West Ham have got depth they have got quality and as much as they're a lot of the time they're in disarray particularly at the back I mean today they were guilty of conceding a lot of chances but we just didn't take them that was the difference you know Rondon had about seven opportunities today Perez had about four each of them managed one shot on target you know, and 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 therein lies the the story of the game, if you will. You know, West Ham were, you know, West Ham as Newcastle usually are had the, you know didn't had the minority of possession. They had forty one percent all game, yet they were just more clinical, more effective when those chances came about. And for the first goal, so I must confess. I took part in the 11th minute walk-in and obviously we scored in about 10 minutes 55 seconds. You, you, you couldn't write it really. Um, but having seen the goal 
I mean, this, it was Kennedy who was kind of doing the defending against Snodgrass, who cut inside on his left, as Richie might do quite a lot on that right on on the right wing for, him, for you know of his wing, and the ball whipped in. I mean, Chicharito's just stolen in between Cher and Fernandez, who again in the last few games have been absolutely outstanding but it's right in the center of the six-yard box Chicharito's there and it's it's a very very weak goal to concede so early on and we, we, we talk about you know good times to score bad times to score oh, so good times to score bad times to concede and and for us so early on in the game and I was in the tunnel I was I was I was sort of uh, in you know, one of the entry and entrances. So I, I was kind of watching a very thin column of the game for the first eleven minutes before I took my seat. And the atmosphere wasn't one that was loud or boisterous or getting behind. There was a bit of chanting here and there because we had a couple of chances in the opening ten minutes. There was a free kick. Um, there was a chance for Richie as well. But it wasn't, you know, having been at Turf Moor. And again, you, it's difficult to equate away. Uh, fans um, away sections to St James's Park. I mean, there shouldn't be. We should be buzzing. We should be jumping. But I think this is what this is might actually under is, is what he's done to Newcastle United. Is that he's? I mean, there's just you know for the people who were taking part in the protest, trying to you know show you know almost voting with their feet, trying to create a visual representation of people who are that desperate for change that are that desperate and the reason I um, took part in it is because I think you know we've got months left to Rafa I don't think without any pressure at all why would Mike Ashley spend in January why would he give Rafa exactly what this squad needs when he feels that Rafa's probably good enough to keep us up like he did last season on a shoestring it's what, he's, it's what he banks on Mike Ashley he doesn't like to outlay money Unless it's absolutely necessary. So I don't, without any pressure at all, and I'm not saying that taking part in protests will 100% mean that he will back, or it will be, if he does back him in January, it's been 100% because of these protests. It's not. It's, it's, it's a, it's a build-up of lots of things, lots of variables. But for me, personally, doing nothing will result in no change. History never changed with people just going along with the status quo. It just it, that's never happened but I understand and I appreciate people who don't want to protest who don't want to boycott for example there's lots of different points of view and you know we're all on the same team so I think criticizing those who don't that's not helpful I think people who criticize those that do want to get involved with protesting that's not helpful either so I think it's kind of it should be a live and let live situation people who want to boycott other people should understand and respect that you know it's Mike Ashley that's driven them to it out of desperation and those who don't want to there's lots of different reasons why you might not want to boycott you might not want to waste money you might think that oh well, I've been to the match every weekend for the last sort of 40 years there's, there's, there's I don't want to miss I don't want to make my kids miss there's loads of different reasons why people don't want to get involved in protesting there might be some people who simply don't believe it'll make a, a, a difference and that's their opinion and that's okay as well but I'm just telling you why I'm going to be taking part in the boycott against Wolves. 
and why I took a part in the, in the boycott in the 11th minute today. But for, for me, we, as a home crowd, we just didn't do enough. We played poorly, yes, and I think that's player performance, and I think tactically as well, I thought we were, I thought we went, we pushed, we pushed too high up, the back, I thought the back line was too high up, which essentially led to their second goal at a time, on the hour, on a t at a time where I, I felt the game was still in the balance. Um, and I think the way we changed our shape a bit as well in the second half probably wasn't helpful. Uh, where Shelby came into a three-man midfield. Um, I just think for, for given how West Ham's pace and, and movement were, were, were such a problem for us in the first half, I don't know why we let, given that we don't have pacey defenders, we've basically got Yedlin who's pacey, Mankio has a little bit more pace than the centre-backs, but to allow somebody like Chicharito so much space in behind, so dangerous, and he punished us, and you know he was very, very clinical with his chance on the hour, um, fed in, and he, was just, he just had so much time to dribble towards goal, pick his spot, and slide it past to Bravka at his near post, and... At that point, it was game over, and at that was that point, you know, the, the you know the, the atmosphere absolutely turned toxic. And but be, but even before that, there were groans, there were sighs, there was swearing. If, if one if if it was one pass went astray, it just we didn't help ourselves. Like that that's that's an atmosphere that helps only the opposition. It happened against Brighton. Tuts, eye rolls, sighs, groans. That's not supporting. If a player does something wrong, he doesn't mean to do something wrong, encourage him so that he doesn't make the same mistake. Next time, he's encouraged to have the confidence that, yes, I am good enough. I, 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 I can overcome that. I will not make that mistake again. If we get on players' backs every single time, players will not want to try anything. They will not want to do anything that was, it seemed a risk, you know. Shelby might not want to spray a ball that could unlock a defence. You know, Perez might not want to make a couple of turns and jinky runs in case that he loses out and he gets pelters. And f f for the record, you, you know, Perez was trying things today and he probably came closest to scoring for us today, yet he, the people cheered when he got subbed off. That's, that's just disgusting, man. I don't understand it, and you know, even if he has had a poor game, which yeah, he had a couple of chances that he could have finished, and I think the header from the corner in the in the first half, I think was a very very good chance that he should have done better. And he'll know he should have done better, but he was out there working his you know heart out for the for, for the team. Yet he gets cheered. Like, can we do? Are we already forgotten that he scored the winner a couple of uh, weeks ago? Again, off the back of being completely booed and shunned by his own fans. Now, there is, there is no way Perez is going to perform at his peak if he's got his own fans at home, at his, at, you know, at his, you know, on his back every single time he tries something. We're not going to win games like that. We're just not. And, and as I say, I'm not, I'm not defending the performance today because we were very poor. Um, up front, I think him and Rondon, as I said, have missed chances. Uh, Perez had dragged a shot wide with his with, with his left foot. Um, there was another really nice Perez where he sort of 
really nice neat control on the edge of the box and just try to curl it around the top corner. You could see absolutely what he's trying to do and it was a nice effort. But if we continue at home to be negative, to be on the backs, anything, any, any, any chance that we could right wrongs that we've done on the pitch. And yeah, we got a lot of things wrong today and I'm saying, I think Rafa got some things wrong. Um, I think we were too high up. I think we kind of almost like went for it recklessly too early in the game. I think the third goal was just a, you know, a symptom of being 2-0 down and just having to fill the kitchen sink at them to get anything out of the game. So that was, um, it was a really nice finish from Philippe Anderson who, to be honest, all game showed some nice composure, some good technique. And I think he had Yedlin all over today, to be honest. Um, you know, Mankio came in for the change of shape. It was the it was the it was the change that I thought they might have made at Burnley. But he, had we gone for a four four two, but obviously we went for a you know a five man at the back, which Richie ended up slotting in at left back. So so Mankio came in, Shelby clearly deemed to not be fit enough to start today, <clears throat> and the rest was as you were. Beyond Clark getting dropped, but I, I just thought that the midfield pairing of 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 Mark Noble and Declan Rice should not be dominating a game at St James's Park. I think as a partnership, very average. I think <clears throat> I think Mark Noble is as a footballer, as a Premier League footballer, is very limited and probably quite past it. Declan Rice is still learning his trade. I think he looks a great talent, but again that pairing should not be overcoming the the, the same midfield partnership that have you know thrived the last few games. It, it, it just shouldn't. We're better than that. Diarmi is better than that. Key is better than that. And I, I, I honestly think, and I appreciate that he didn't start very lightly because of fitness and he was doing a warm down after the game at Turf Moor, which kind of, I mean, he wasn't used, but it sort of highlighted his lack of fitness. <clears throat> I think if Shelby's in that midfield from the start of day, he doesn't let... Declan Rice and Mark Noble dictate and control that fixture today. It doesn't happen. There's been a lot of debate of like, oh, well, we can't drop Key and, and Diarmi because Shelby, uh, because they've been playing so well. How is Shelby going to get back into the team? I tell you what, after today, Shelby walked into the team against Wolves. The, the work that Shelby does defensively and looking forward into, the, in, into attacking, and, and, and he's such a big part of our. Um, attacking moves. Shelby is so 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 important, and and, and he has been one of our most um, best performing players. So I don't think we're going to go far with saying that Shelby um, shouldn't be getting in the team because he he will walk it. I promise you. Anyway, it's been I'll end it there. It's been an awful game. Um, really poor atmosphere. And there'll be a big question about who boycotts, who's not going to boycott, who is going to boycott all week. And there'll be a post-mortem. Um, Rafa said that the, the 11th minute walk-in didn't affect things. It was literally what happened on the pitch and we deserve better. But at the same time, people, when we're supporting the team, let's actually support them. Let's sing, let's get behind them. Let's not get in their back because I tell you what, that's not going to help. It's not going to keep us up. We need a 12th man. Especially when we've got somebody like Mike Ashley, who... 100% the book stops with, it's Mike Ashley's fault. 100%. I'll leave it there. I'm really annoyed. 
Um, and I think a lot of people want to forget this fixture. But Philippe Anderson costs more than essentially our starting eleven, so <laughs> that's another that's another story, isn't it? I've been out on the Two Network. Thanks very much for watching and and listening as well. If you've been on the podcast. Um, Please subscribe, please like, and please rate. It helps me a lot. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. I've been out on the Toon Network. Not the result we wanted, but hopefully we can exploit a very, very nervous-looking Wolves next week. Boycott or no boycott. I've been Adam. Bye, easy bye.